welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Strange Dreams, False Awakenings and Spiritual Surges by Bernard Carr In this essay, I'll describe some experiences which I've not discussed openly before, but which have profoundly altered my life. Although I would describe them as psychical rather than mystical, I still regard them as awakenings, in the sense that they have made me aware of non-material domains and prompted me to think more deeply about the nature of consciousness. Indeed, since many of them occurred in the aftermath of some powerful dream, they have literally involved awakenings. I will describe a series of experiences rather than a single one, because they are interconnected. In my case, at least, the expansion of consciousness has been a gradual process involving many steps. My first inkling of an awakening, though I didn't recognise it as such at the time, was at the age of eight at my preparatory school, St Chad's School in Litchfield. I was lying in bed in my dormitory in the dark, discussing with a friend the strange electrostatic effects of rubbing a comb when what felt like surges of electricity started to flow through my body. They became more and more powerful, and I thought that I would be electrocuted. So I became frightened, jumped out of bed and ran to the matron, whose bedroom was down the corridor. When I explained the problem, she fetched one of the masters, who lay on the bed and found nothing wrong. A decade later, shortly before going to Cambridge as an undergraduate, I developed an interest in out-of-the-body experiences, OBEs, as a result of reading The Projection of the Astral Body by Sylvan Muldoon and Harrowood Carrington and Techniques of Astral Projection by Robert Crookle. These books discuss techniques for inducing the experience, which I was eager to try. This led to several episodes of sleep paralysis, and I recall waking up one night in the lounge of my home while my physical body was still in bed. With hindsight, this was what I term a false awakening, i.e. a type of OBE in which one awakes in one's familiar physical environment, but not in one's physical body. But I was sufficiently frightened by the experience to stop my experiments for a while. When I went up to Cambridge University in 1968, I joined the University Society for Psychical Research and the Buddhist Society. With the University Society for Psychical Research, I conducted ESP experiments, visited haunted houses and investigated mediums under the guidance of Tony Cornell, a leading ghost hunter who was to become a close friend. I also carried out an experiment to investigate whether a person's weight is reduced when they fall asleep as a result of their astral body temporarily leaving their physical body. 
The results were not very convincing, but this illustrates my early desire to address spiritual questions scientifically. With the Cambridge University Buddhist Society, I took up Samatha meditation and studied Buddhist philosophy. I was a poor meditator, although I did experience a nimitta image, an intense blue light, during a visit to Vietnam several decades later, and long after I'd stopped this kind of meditation. However, in 1976, shortly after completing my PhD and returning from a year in California, I became interested in Kabbalah and started another type of meditation involving chakra visualizations. This had a stronger effect on me, and one night I had a powerful dream in which I encountered a being whom I was sure represented death. When I awoke, I felt waves of energy passing through me and experienced the same electrical surges which I had experienced at St. Chad's, along with intense imagery associated with the dream. I was convinced that I was either dying or being possessed, so in a panic I phoned Tony Cornell, who despite the time, 3am, calmed me down. Although I didn't die or become possessed, this was the start of a series of powerful dream encounters which have continued for most of my life. So I regard this episode as my key awakening. Most of my psychic experiences have occurred in the strange threshold state between waking and dreaming. A key feature is the aforementioned electrical surges, and I found that recollecting the dream image immediately trigger further ones so I have to blank my mind in order to stop them. There have also been various other effects, such as the shaking of my body, hearing a high-frequency vibration and whooshing sounds, chakra activation, a slowing of my heartbeat and, and cracking sounds in the room. I would also sometimes see figures, hear voices, on one occasion I heard the recitation of a poem, be entranced by ethereal music and perceive text, although the words never made much sense. Such impressions might be dismissed as hypnopompic or hypnagogic hallucinations, but they felt very real. I have the impression that these experiences are sometimes the after-effects of an OBE, but I really experience an astral exit of the traditional kind. More often, I seem to get out of bed in the usual way and only realise that I'm not in my physical body when something strange happens. For example, the light may not go on when I flip the switch or my bedside radio stays on when I reach out and turn it off or I look in a mirror and my body is deformed in some way. Sometimes I get out of bed and open the curtain but find the wrong few. Once this happened while I was staying at a hotel in New York in 1969. When I opened the curtain, I was surprised to see the view from my bedroom at home in England. These experiences are distinct from lucid dreams, which I experience more frequently, and involve another sort of awakening, i.e. cognitive awakening while still in a dream. However, these may also contain anomalous features. For example, sometimes I meet myself. 
On one occasion, an older future self. On another, I met myself at a party, and the other me pointed out there was a third me sleeping in the bed next door. Once I dreamt of having a conversation with my Kabbalah teacher and was awoken by a knock at the door. This was my teacher, and I was amazed when he told me about our dream conversation, this, since this was clear evidence of telepathy. However, I then awoke again, so this was another kind of false awakening. Sometimes I encounter dead people in lucid dreams, although I accept that they may just be projections of my imagination. My most convincing evidence for survival came when Tony Cornell, who'd always promised to return if possible, appeared to me in a dream shortly after his death. He was in his car and talking about his will. A week later I visited his wife, who told me that she'd been looking for his will and eventually found it behind the sunshield in his car. Occasionally I've had threshold experiences during the day, but this worries me. I'm happy to encounter transcendental realms at night when safely tucked up in bed, but it feels dangerous during the day. Indeed, I gave up meditation for many years on this account. My failure to confront the fear provoked by some experiences has doubtless impeded my spiritual progress, but their influence on me has been profound. They've increased my interest in spiritual matters, convinced me that consciousness is not just the froth of the brain, and awakened me to the existence of higher realms. Although they've not impacted my professional work as a cosmologist, they have certainly motivated my attempts to find an extension of physics which can accommodate such phenomena. For if consciousness really can leave the body and visit non-material domains, this is clearly a challenge to the standard physical paradigm. My own hyperspatial proposal invokes extra dimensions going beyond ordinary space and time. This idea is already invoked by mainstream physics, although most would surely dismiss both my experiences and the theories proposed to explain them. I've been reluctant to write about these episodes until now, partly because I suspect it may stop them happening, but also because it might result in my academic colleagues regarding me as deranged. Nowadays, the experiences only happen rarely, so the first factor is not so relevant, and the opinions of my colleagues are less concerning now that I'm retired. Sometimes I harbour doubts about the authenticity of my experiences, but then I'm reassured by the fact that thousands of people have reported similar experiences, including some other contributors to this volume. So maybe it's time to come out of the closet. Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.